0: Hi, and welcome to Shattering BS Beliefs. I'm your host, Amy Turner, the no BS sweetheart. And in this show, what we're gonna do is we are gonna shatter those BS beliefs that were never yours. Did you know that babies are born with only two fears? The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. So any of these BS beliefs that you have about yourself were completely created by you and you can uncreate them. So let's do it. Oh, and if you're lucky, sometimes I have a special co-host and he can be found in the background scratching, sniffing, whining, and if you're lucky, even barking. So see if you can hear him. Stay tuned. I'm super excited to share this episode with you because it's all about what it's like to experience an RTT session with me and at the end I have a new experience where you get to work with me in such a different way and I cannot wait to share and I'll share at the end a little bit about what is to expect because it's still kind of very up in the air but I'm very excited about it. And now to the episode.
1: All right, everyone, so welcome back, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Erin, and Erin is a former client of mine, and she came to me because she has a really tough profession, and she's tried so many different modalities like therapy, medications, acupuncture, yoga, exercise, just so many different things to help her with what's been going on with her. And she finally found RTT, Rapid Transformational Therapy, and found me and became an amazing client. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but um, I just had incredible results. And she was so kind to come on here with you all. And so she can kind of share what it's like to be a client and actually go through the Rapid Transformational Therapy process. And you know, just answer any kind of questions of what to expect and anyone that feels like it's unknown or it's scary to be hypnotized, anything like that. So Erin, thank you so much for being here and being willing to be honest and open about what you experienced. Well, thank you so much for having me, Amy. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I appreciate you asking me to come and talk about RTT because it. It's kind of um, scary to talk about being hypnotized if someone doesn't really understand the whole process. Yeah, yeah, and so let's just let's just dive right in. So, since you mentioned it's scary to be hypnotized, so what was that like for you? Did you think you did? Did you think that you couldn't be hypnotized? Were you scared to be hypnotized? What was that? Was that like? I had kind of a just a blah feeling in general about life, and so I thought. Well, you know, I can try it and see if it works, but you know, it's not going to work. But I started reading and researching about what rapid transformational hypnotherapy was because I was kind of at the end of my road. I wasn't suicidal or anything, but I have tried different things like talk therapy and um, medication and all these different things to try to make myself feel better because I have a very um, intense job dealing with people's lives and um, doing it for almost 15 years, it kind of wears on you. And I just needed um, an avenue for help that I wasn't getting anywhere else. So I thought, well, what if I could just be hypnotized? You know, you see ads for it for different things and um, it's the one thing that I hadn't tried yet. So I had started looking online and Googling hypnotherapy and found something called rapid transformational hypnotherapy, which promises Better results faster. And I'm all in for that. It's going to be faster. If it's going to be better, I'm all in. So I started researching and watching videos on Nora Sapir's rapid transformational hypnotherapy process. And it seemed pretty interesting. I wanted to just go full force with it. So instead of being, you know, this could work, it could not work, um, I knew that if I was going to invest in it and you know, invest in someone's time to do it for me, I needed to be all in and have the best mindset to, to receive it. And that's what a lot of Marissa peers and the rapid transformational or RTT, I guess it's probably easier. About. Right. Talks about is being in the mindset and having a certain way of thinking about things, which other hypnotherapists was basically like, Hey, stop smoking, you know, in a week. And that was kind of not what I was looking for. So I found Amy by trying to find someone who was close to me. And, um, cause I didn't know if you had to do it in person, you know, when I you know, fly to this other city to go see this person in, in person kind of thing, found Amy's website. She was awesome. She made me feel really, um, that she was competent and that she knew what she was doing through her website. And it was awesome because I emailed her with an inquiry and she emailed me back like four hours later. So it was a really quick turnaround because. Once I decide that I want to do something, I want to do it right now, and um, I have no patience. <laughs> um, it was really nice that Amy was so responsive um, to a- answering my questions and my concerns. And I think we had our first phone call the next day. Yeah, yeah. I think we we just jumped jumped right on because you were just you were determined to find out more, and yeah, we just jumped right on. And so. So Erin, what was it like when you actually like got into the session and it was time where I'm teaching you about the little techniques of how to be hypnotized? Well, first off, I asked Amy, what should I do to prepare to be hypnotized? And she said, absolutely nothing. And then I felt bad because I had done all this research and, you know, read about RTT and hypnotherapy. Um, And so I felt really (laughs) bad because she said nothing because you don't want to put certain I guess images or a certain preconceived notion into your mind that's going to make it harder for her to help you get relaxed and comfortable. And I know that now actually being through it, but I do think that, um, being prepared with the mindset and changing your self-talk instead of saying, well, if this works, or I don't think it's going to work, or, you know, you need to change your mindset too. I can't wait to see what happens when it works. And I think that was a big part of my success was the week leading up to it was, um, when this works, I can't wait to see what happens when it works. And after this is done, I can't wait to see what happens because it's going to work. And I think that really helped my suggestibility when we started getting into the session. So the prep that you did was awesome. Or the no prep at all. (laughs) (laughs) But just making me comfortable and know that I was, I was safe. And that in no way were you going to make me do things like jump up and down and bark like a dog and, you know, you know, act, act funky and crazy. Um, I knew that there was no, no way that that was going to happen. So, cause that's your preconceived notion of hypnosis is you see all those side shows or those things that they do at conferences where they get you to, you know, get up and start trying to, you know, dance like a Chippendale or something. That did not happen. <laughs> yes, everyone. That did not happen. I did not make Aaron dance like a Chippendale. Might've made danced like something else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's so true because so many people, I mean, me before I even found RTT, I thought hypnosis was just that crazy stage show thing where you're you're out of your mind, you're not in control and you have to do these crazy embarrassing things on stage or you see someone to like you said stop smoking or test anxiety. I had no idea that you could actually do it with real issues like depression and anxiety and just just addictions and and just not feeling like you're good enough. I had no clue that you could even do hypnotism with that. And so that was like really eye-opening for me. And that's what I think is really eye-opening for most of my clients and for you is that, no, wait a minute, you can actually, I can actually, first, I can actually be hypnotized. And second, you can actually help me find what's been bothering me all of these years. This is crazy. And of course, if you talk to someone and you say, hey, I'm going to see a hypnotherapist, they always know someone who knew someone who's been hypnotized in one of those alternate types of um, performances. So, you know, it, you just kind of have to have a thick skin if you're going to talk about it to know that people are going to be um, maybe not judgmental, but um, curious and maybe critical of it because of past experiences, because my best friend's boyfriend's cousin was hypnotized and, you know, now he hears dog whistles and he's sick or something like that. <laughs>
0: That is so true. Everyone has one of those stories.
1: (laughs) And it has that stigma behind it. But you can attest that it's actually well, actually, I love what you shared, Erin, about how you you had to be set up to be like, when this happens, when I get my result, because that's, that's the ultimate control that we have, if we can really be hypnotized, is we have to believe that we can, and then we can. It's when we think like, oh, I'm not going to be hypnotized, it's not going to work, then it's not going to work. So it's brilliant that you were able to do that before the session. and I had identified in myself too that wherever my struggles were coming from, it's not something that I could consciously control myself, or else I would have already done it by now. I needed somebody like you to go unlock the power of my brain and talk to the lizard brain or whatever part of the brain it is back there and basically tell it to, you know, knock the stuff off and, you know, <laughs> get to what I, where I needed to be because I could not access that part of myself consciously or just within my own control. I think I needed someone to guide me there, which is what you did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, even though I'm a therapist, I've kind of ventured over to the hypnotherapy side is because you can sit there and talk about your problem over and over and over to your blue in the face and where you're just constantly saying what you think happened, and what you have discovered and just what you know from your conscious mind. But when you're in that in that hypnotic state, that's when any single memory can come flooding in that tells you, some more information that maybe your conscious mind hasn't been able to tell you. And so now that I'm saying that, is there anything that you remember when we did work together of maybe something showing up that you weren't able to realize when you consciously talked about what was going on with you? I was surprised that I kept seeing um, pictures of my childhood with a, a certain family member, and that theme kept coming up with this, this specific person which actually wound up to me making the connection that the reason that I have um, a certain reliance on things or the way that I look at things is because of the way I was treated by this family member um, who's now passed away, but that I would have never, ever thought that that person and these events in my life were the reason I was feeling the way that I was that day. So to be able to identify that and put those that connection together was a huge aha light bulb moment because it's not something I could have put together on my own yeah definitely and that's the thing especially if this certain person was something from way younger and you've grown up and you have your own family now and you don't think that 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 person could be bothering you anymore what they said and a lot of people think that too is they're like well I don't want to go back into the past I just want to move forward I want to find out what's going on with me now so I can move forward Not realizing how much people and things that were said to us in our past are what's stopping us from moving forward in the first place. And how it influences the person that you are, your behaviors, um, your convictions, and the way that you believe certain things are usually due to people when you're the way that people treat you and the environment that you're in when you're a kid, which I've learned with working from you because I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is I don't think a lot of people know that. And then when you realize like, oh my gosh, I'm operating from my eight-year-old self when I had to create this belief and I'm, I don't know, 45 or I'm 30s and I'm acting like I'm eight years old. Oh my gosh, I need to stop this. And then that's when we actually have the control to stop it is when we realize that we're the ones that created that belief in the first place. And I think too, when we get further into what happens during the session is the fact that you can identify where these feelings are come from, where these events were. And even if you didn't have control at the time when something happened to you, you can rewrite the narrative. Now, you know, you, you can't wipe out the past and yes, it's a factual event of something that may have happened. However you can rewrite how you perceive it and you can rewrite your own narrative as to your story in that event, which I think helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that Marissa Pierre, the creator of RTT says, is you can always have a happy childhood. So even if you didn't have a happy childhood, for whatever reasons are stopping you, you can always have one. And that's exactly what you're pointing on, Erin, is that you can rewrite it. Yeah, it happened to you, but now you can look back and see it from a different perspective and you can rewrite it of how you wanted it to be and then change things. Mm -hmm. And two, not everybody has had a miserable childhood, but I think it's important to identify that if you're considering something like this, it doesn't automatically mean that things were horrible for you, you were abused or um, you were a miserable child, but there are certain events that happen that we don't have control over um, that affect us throughout our entire life. And it could be just one event that... You know, has shaped the way that you are, that's giving you problems when you're older. So it's not just for the person that has had a crappy childhood, has had trauma um, throughout their years. It could be something very simple that happened when you were young that you just couldn't process properly. And now you need to go back and and fix it and reprocess it as an adult to make it um, palatable and a part of your history instead of something that's reoccurring in your future. Yes. And I love that you touched on that. Thank you so much. Because that's the thing is it's like any little imprint can be why we're sabotaging today as adults. Like you don't have to, it doesn't necessarily have to mean you had a bad childhood or traumatic childhood. Like one example that comes to mind is just someone who wants to find like some money blocks and why they can't make any money well, it doesn't mean that you had to go through any trauma. Maybe you just saw your dad or mom struggling making money. And so you had to buy into that belief that making money is hard. And that's why it's showing up in your life doesn't mean that you went through trauma or abuse. So exactly. There's so many intricate details of little things that we just make. I want to say that we make wrong, but, but we make it such a big deal as kids with our brain that is still developing that shows up in adulthood so I'm glad that you touched on that how not to screw up my own kids (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly that's that's a huge one too because a lot of times I'll have clients come to me that are parents and then we'll talk about what happened to them and then they freak out and think oh my gosh i'm doing this to my kid and i'm such a bad parent and it's not that at all we're just we're like it it's so interesting how kids can make like this the smallest little thing just so so such a big deal like i'm sure you know as a mom like there's something that maybe one of your daughters has made So much more trivial than it needs to be, and that could be something that follows her, and you'll never know. And then you're left to think, How does she remember that? Because I don't even remember that. So they do, they pick up on the (laughs) smallest little things. (laughs) Yay, we have a cameo from Erin's dogs. (laughs) Oh, no problem. My dog's in the background all the time making noise, so they know. This is real life. We're real people. This is real life exactly you have kids and dogs i have a dog there's gonna be noise in the background sometimes but and it just goes to show too is that you know the people that you talk to the people that you help like we are real people we are you know your public servants we are you know the person that you see at the grocery store like you they always say that you know you can't judge a person and know what they're going through just by looking at them so um You know, your neighbor could have gone through hypnotherapy and you'd never know. It's not anything to be ashamed of. There's no stigma. And we've talked about it before that even any type of therapy should be as normal as going and getting your hair done or, you know, a regular doctor's appointment. It just should be a natural thing. So, you know, I'm happy to sing the praises of RTT because it helps so much. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about it on your podcast too when I was when I was your first guest and so now you're my first guest. So it's definitely coming full circle. And that's one of the things that you did help me with is because um, the podcast is a fruit of our working together. The cool thing about working with Amy is that not only do you get your session, but she also follows up with a phone call to make sure that you're on track. If you have any questions, how are you feeling, you know, It it makes it more personal, but she truly does care about your progression. And so in some of our follow-up calls, you know, I was very excited to tell her about my breakthroughs, you know, conversations that I've been having that have been improving um, at work and with um, everybody else. And but the frustrations that I have with my normal workplace that I could not help people Um, To the best of my capability. And that was frustrating to me. So that's where Amy kind of switched hats and became kind of like a life coach and said, well, why don't you start a podcast? And I said, why not? And she said, what's stopping you? And I said, nothing. And then so I started a podcast. (laughs) So she's an enabler in a very good way is that, you know, she can find ways to help you not only remove your blocks, but make things happen. And, you know, put the mirror up to your face in a really, really nice way and say, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you just like jumped on it. And the funny thing is, Erin, is it's like, I was pushing you to do a podcast. And in the background, I was like, I need to start one too. And so <laughs> like, like watching your progress and how you just jumped in, which is very interesting considering when we started, and and hopefully I can share this, let me know if I can, but when we started where you were telling me that when you wanted, like you had all these amazing ideas, but then you would stop yourself because you'd think about the worst thing that could happen and then you'd stop yourself. And and so it's very interesting that after RTT, then you had all these ideas and you went with them, which is completely opposite than how we started. That's my new problem now is, Trying to figure out and balance between now the projects and the things that I've initiated and started because I've allowed myself to not stop myself and to go for it and just put things out there. But now, now I actually have to prioritize and manage and um, find ways to bring these things out into the world. So I've, you know, instead of saying no, I say yes. But I've got to to maybe be more careful <laughs> when I say yes to now. <laughs> <laughs> right things and projects going on but it's all awesome so that's a huge change just for uh, what was that like the first month or so two months yeah I think right right after because we did two RTT sessions and I think it was one or two calls after your second one yeah and that was really funny because I got off the phone um with you and husband's like oh how's how's amy i'm like um well i think we can start a podcast and he's like okay well i guess i'll start ordering you stuff off of amazon so he's very supportive and everything and you guys are kind of co-conspirators in a way too because you know he um is very supportive and so if you know you help me find a way to do something he backs it up on the back end so he's like so what did you and amy come up with now and it's very excited to actually hear about all of the cool things that you think about. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's like you guys were my, um, what was the word you used? Co co supporters. What was the word? Conspirator. <laughs> oh yeah, i was uh, conspirators. There we go. You guys were mine too, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I like was pushing my client to start this podcast. Now she did it. She's having incredible success, and. Here I am still with the idea and not doing it. So you, I don't know how much you, you know, how much you affected me, but then that was like putting the fire under my butt. And I'm like, I need to get my podcast started too. I know. Look at you. I know. I know. Look at us. We're just rocking and rolling. So, okay. So I just get so excited talking with you that I just go all over the place. (laughs) So what, what would you like to share about your specific RTT sessions that is maybe something that people who are interested in doing, but, you know, may do interested in doing a session, but they still have some apprehension, like anything that you can share that was a big aha for you, or just anything that you feel comfortable sharing? Um, I think the fact that I could do it in the privacy of my own home was a big thing because yes, people can come see you in your office in San Diego if they're more comfortable with an in-person thing. But for me, um, in this new digital technology world, it wasn't a big stretch to have you just like we're doing now on a computer talking because it's it's like you're in the room. There was no difference. There was no problem as far as um, the distance. So that was really cool. And I think that I was really surprised that well, honestly, I was surprised that at work, even though I was trying to prime myself for it, when it will work, when it will work, you know, I, I'm really thrilled with the results and how, how far and how lasting that they've been too, because, you know, being with just a regular, like family counselor, talking to them about work and my job has been, um, nice, but when you go see someone for help and they say, you know, you don't need therapy, you just need another job and that's not possible. That's not helpful. it was it was a lot easier than I thought (laughs) it was funny because when you go under hypnosis you don't feel like you're under hypnosis nobody warns you about that Amy didn't tell me anything about that so it feels like it's not working and then you start freaking out but then as you're being guided and things start showing up and you start second guessing well this weird thing showed up, but that can't be right because it doesn't make any sense. And it's like, you know, first thing out here, just tell me, it doesn't matter what it is. It'll make sense eventually. Um, so just go with the flow. You have to be able to let yourself go and um, you just let the weirdness happen because it's it's a part of the process. Weirdness is a, a part of the process. You have to be okay with that. I love but that. Weirdness then, is a part of the process. <laughs> very it's strange but it's not because you were in complete control the whole time you don't feel like you are um asleep or unconscious or that you're saying you are in control right I don't want people think that thing, I'm in control no no there was you know there was nothing that you would have said that would have made me uncomfortable but I always felt like I was I was under control as the the client and that um once you start being guided with the visuals and everything, um, you know, you're still conscious and you still have other thoughts kind of popping in until you start um, kind of really getting into the deeper hypnosis. And then those little weird things that pop in, um, like what am I going to eat for breakfast? Or did I put the laundry in the dryer kind of thing? Like those weird random things stop popping in And the only thing that really comes to mind are these little images from your past that are important somehow. And it's like um, a puzzle game trying to figure out why this is coming up and why it's important and what it means to you. And that's what you're there to do, Amy, is to kind of help guide us through um, the puzzle room of our mind to figure out why does this make sense and how does it make sense? Once you've brought me out of hypnosis, it's not like, you know, you wake up and you're startled and and you know you've lost a, a period of time. But I was really surprised that two was like two and a half hours had gone by and it felt like 15 minutes. And that was the really big thing for me to immediately think that, oh wow, this did work. Because of that that time period, I felt like maybe 15 minutes had gone by and we were there for two and a half hours. There was definitely um like I said a weirdness but in a good way. Yeah, I love that. I love that you say that it's a weirdness but in a good way. And it feels like it goes so fast because that's exactly that's how you know that you are in hypnosis is it's it feels like time is going by so fast and you're not having those little like to do lists coming up. You're just there in the session finding out what you need to find out. And So let me ask you um, towards the end, because there's a really big piece of RTT where it's all about you have the answers. So even though I'm there, I'm guiding you, I'm walking you through where you need to go, I'm asking the questions, but you as the client always hear what you need to hear from you. I think that is part of the hardest part because you are talking to yourself, like you, the client, the person. Who is under hypnosis? You are addressing yourself, and I think we are so used to maybe not talking to ourselves so nicely that it is hard. It feels weird to talk to yourself in a certain way, under hypnosis or not. It feels it feels funny to be positive and and have these affirmations, and you're saying out loud to an empty room to Amy watching kind of thing. Um, It, but it works though. It was the, the strangest thing. And you can physically feel when she does the healing work. There was a physicality where I got really, really hot and I couldn't explain it. Um, there was no way that the heater would have kicked on in my house. I wasn't under any blankets. Um, I felt very, very warm during this particular part. So I was having a physiological response that I could not explain, but it was real. And it was part of one of the most crucial parts of um, the healing process. So again, that was another sign to me that something is happening and it's working. So the the warm feeling, and then also too, during certain parts of the healing process, I felt like my chest got very heavy. Not like I was having a heart attack or anything, but I just felt like you know there was a toddler sitting on my chest, and I was completely alone. <laughs> um, and at some point after that that feeling went away and I felt so much better, so incredibly better, which was another physiological response that I knew that something was happening and it was working. And, you know, it was, I was tired afterwards. Like I felt like I had like worked out or had been up really late, like low energy, but I felt good. Right. Which is, you wouldn't expect that because it's like, wait, I'm tired and I feel good at the same time. What's going on? when I remember you telling me like, you know, don't have anything big planned after the session. And I was confused. Like, why? (laughs) Why I don't get it? And now I know why this is why is because you're just so emotionally um, just spent trying to um, go back into your mind and then rewrite your own narrative and release the things that are not serving you. You know, that's a lot of mental strength. Um, that you need to have. And it's, it's tiring, but you know, it did feel so much better afterwards, but I needed an nap. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a good point too, because it's like, as, especially in the session when different memories come up and different emotions come up that we have suppressed and repressed for so long, just like you were saying how it felt like that toddler was on your chest. When we're talking about it, you're realizing, oh my gosh, I can feel the weight of these emotions and what's going on. And that's when you feel that toddler on your chest. And then I do different techniques to teach you how to release that energy out because that's that's what happens is when we don't deal with our emotions, it comes up in the body and it comes up very strongly in the session, like really figuring out where in your body those emotions, or those wounds or whatever those triggers, whatever you want to call it, where that lives, and then you can really sense how heavy it is and then actually like sense how light it is when you're able to push it away in different techniques that I use with that yeah, and the visualization too, is something that I go back to now because it's been several months since we've done sessions, but I still can remember um the visualization of there's two of them. There's the red balloon. <laughs> it's, you know, something weird and random that comes up, um, that I remember to kind of, um, reaffirm what I'm doing or kind of snap me back to reality. Um, and then other, the other thing too was, um, like butterflies. So <laughs> I noticed butterflies in life, um, here and then, and it's kind of funny is, uh, I haven't told you this yet, but if I'm in my husband's office, when I'm doing a podcast, um, until the weather got, got bad, uh, I would always see this gigantic monarch butterfly. I just, Whoa. I don't you know, know what it meant, but it meant something to me. So whether it's, I don't know, a sign, but it's something that my brain can hold on to and say, I'm going in the right direction because I'm seeing this sign.
0: Mm, I love that. And that's
1: the thing. That's what I was saying earlier is it's You have all the answers, and so your mind came up with those images that move you forward, like the red balloon, and now the butterflies too. So it just shows you that you're moving in the right direction. That's ah, that makes me so happy to hear. So tell me, at the okay, so at the end of the session, what I do is I make you a recording. It's about fifteen to twenty minutes, and you listen to it every single day for a month. So how was that experience for you? Um, I like it because it started putting me to sleep faster. In my first recording there's a specific part that it was uh, very difficult to listen to um because it was it was part of the healing process but it brought up something that I didn't really want to think about or acknowledge and the recording kind of made me do that so um, I would always dread this one particular part and I knew it was coming up to the point where actually I started falling asleep listening to the recording before that part um started coming up. So my body or my brain kind of got used to it and knew that I still needed to hear this, but maybe not consciously. So I would start falling asleep before this difficult part came up. So I was still hearing it, but I just didn't have to get that kind of icky feeling around it. And it actually did help in the healing process overall. It was just one of those things that, you know, you don't want to put that mirror up to your face and look at that yeah, but once you do, you it's just almost like you become um, you become desensitized to it and then it's not as big of a deal as it was. Right. But your brain is always listening though. And that's what I noticed too, is that you may not have been consciously listening to it because I was sleeping, but the brain always knows and it always hears. As far as it's not an intrusive process if you wear headphones, if you sleep with a partner. Um, you know, my husband was kidding. He's like, oh, just play it. No, we can all listen to it. And I'm like, No, this is just for me. This is, this is for me. You know, it's not an intrusive process. You know, it takes 21 days to make a new habit. So you have to be dedicated to listening to it and not skip a day because then that sets your progress back. Okay. So two more questions and then I'll let you go. So I'm sure every single person is wanting to know, okay, what are Aaron's results? So What And I know we touched on it a little bit, but what would you wrap up of where you started when you first found me to what happened after working with me? It's embarrassing to say where I was before because of how far I've come. It's one of those things where you have to acknowledge the past so you can move on to the present. So (laughs) I was um, not a happy person. I was just blah and done and not sure what I wanted to do with myself or my life. Like I said before, I wasn't suicidal, um, didn't want to hurt myself, but I just was lost and not sure why I was doing certain things or why I had habits um, that weren't serving me anymore. Why could I just not do certain things, you know, and why can I make myself do others? Why was it so hard? But now I have improved um, my communication in the workplace, and as far as being more assertive, and instead of trying to make myself small all the time and not be seen, um, to actually have a voice and to want to be seen and want to have people look at me and talk to me and be an authority on certain types of subject matter. And that's a huge thing because I've spent a lot of my time in my life, being small and wanting to be smaller. Uh, and now I can be a like a bigger person and a bigger personality and be authentic. And if something pops into my head now, I usually can say it as long as it's kind and it, it is helpful. Uh, I still have a filter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that it, not being authentic and not being able to say what I mean has not helped me. And not served me in the past. So now it's serving me well. And I'm more comfortable with that. Um, I started my own podcast. And it's taken off. So I'm looking forward to doing more things with that. And that's not something I would have ever done. It would have been an idea out here that I would have never acted on. Because I have so many great ideas that always just start in the cloud. But I never really download into real life. So I took a chance. And I did it. And now I'm doing it. So. And I'm exercising more. because that was another thing that we talked about in one of my sessions is that I just felt um, just turned off by my physicality. And I used to be very passionate about certain types of exercises and being part of a group. And um, it just, when the blah started happening, I lost interest in that and have not been able to get the passion back for the certain types of exercises and sports that I used to participate in. So now I'm slowly getting back into that. I've lost a lot of strength and mobility and agility. So it's very humbling to basically start from the beginning again, but I'm doing it now and upping my workouts and working out more. So taking care of better care of myself where before I was putting everything else first and myself last. Yeah, that's huge because you're you're getting back to where you used to be or where you wanted to be. And then... You're playing big for once in your life, and you're seeing, hey, this. Because the thing is, I think what people people who play small. Because I come from that too. I, I mean, it's still a struggle for me to play big because I have that tendency to go play small again. And I think, for me, I would say playing small, it, it's just an easier way to be because then you don't have to worry about what other people think, and you don't, uh, you don't realize that you have a voice so much. And then when you actually do oh that's that's what i was gonna say totally when i do that but um playing small we think like oh my gosh there's gonna be a huge avalanche and the world's gonna end if we speak up and what's gonna happen and we just are in our mind just catastrophizing everything that can go wrong playing big and then once we actually do use our voice and do play big We realize it's not even close to as bad as we made it up in our mind. At least that's how how it was for me. I don't know if that was how it was for you. Well, and I I figure too, is like other people are able to use their voice and deal with consequences in their own way. And um, like, they're still around, you know, you know, nobody's died because I, I said what I was thinking and, you know, nobody's feelings got hurt. It was kind of a, oh yeah, you're right. You know, you can get different types of reactions from people that you would have never realized um, that that you would get, and in, in a positive way too. You kind of just have to trust yourself in the process and trust that people are going to respond to you with kindness and civility. And if they don't, you don't need them. Exactly. Yeah. Listen to this powerhouse right there. And if they don't, you don't need them. <laughs> okay. So. The last question that I have for you is for people who are really interested in doing RTT, but they're on the fence. It's still kind of the fear of the unknown, um, maybe fear of being hypnotized, just the different fears that are coming up. What what would you tell someone who really wants to do it but they're on the fence? There's nothing to lose. It can't hurt you. There's absolutely no way that you, as a practitioner, could hurt a client. You're not in their scrambling brains. Although that would be a really good like Netflix series, I talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to find some producers and <laughs> and give them that idea. Did you see the movie Get Out? No. What is that? Oh my gosh, you have to see this movie. It's so good. So, because you remember how you were saying that you wanted to, this should be like a good Netflix series, like the getting <laughs> like messing with people's minds. So. Yeah. You have to watch the movie Get Out. It's really, really good. And it's all about a hypnotist that has a little like coffee cup and a spoon and she hits the spoon and just knocks a person. I'm not going to tell you the whole thing because you got to see the movie, but she can knock the person out and like completely take control over their mind. So it's completely opposite of what I do. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a movie called Get Out. It's really good. Okay, I'm putting it on my phone so I can it later. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking of when you're like, "Oh, that should be a Netflix thing," and I'm like, "Oh, it's already a movie." So I was like, "I do not have a little, do not have a little coffee cup with the spoon in the middle of my sessions."
0: <laughs> okay, now back to what we were saying.
1: There's there's nothing to lose other than the the things that you want to. I mean, you are in control. You know, your lizard brain in the back of your head knows what you need to do. It's just unlocking its power to do it. So if you're willing to do that and you put in the work, it's really not that hard of work. Actually, I was really surprised to just be able to let go, trust the process, which you know may be difficult for some people, but then also listen to the tapes and then see where you come out in 20 days because you can't come out worse. There's no way. And if you slowly start improving things or identifying things, that's great. Maybe some people might not have that big, click moment like I had or the big shift. I think for me, the timing was just right and I was ready for it. Um, Other people, and and you're the expert, you know, and some clients may be slower to taking to the RTT and it might need a couple of sessions, not because you're not good at your job as a practitioner. It's just, there's so much to unpack with this person's past and what they need help with. Um, So know that Uh, it's not going to be a quick fix it's going to take some time and I didn't really realize the changes I was going through until you know several months later and Amy's sitting here saying look at what you've done and look at where you've come from because I forgot that I had talked like that and I forgot of how not dark of a place I was but I wouldn't have liked me back then so um, i come a long way and I look forward to progressing more and doing more amazing things because I know that it's possible now because once you get even just the smallest bit of progress it's like a drug and it keeps you wanting more and you wanting to report back that I've made this challenge a success and you know I talked to this person and it went really great you know you have these little victories that keep piling up into something bigger and you just don't realize it so and i love how you said that there's you can't come out worse there's nothing to run from there's nothing that can go wrong which is amazing to see cuz some people think like they can turn out worse cuz sometimes in therapy people will go to therapy and feel and feel worse before they get better and with hypnotherapy it's very very different so okay so let's plug you a little bit so tell us about your podcast and how people can find you and more about you and what you're doing. I I do enjoy my podcast, I'm not going to lie. It is called Your Oxygen Mask First. And the reason I call it that is because you can't help others until you help yourself first. So the whole premise is when you're on an airplane and the flight attendants tell you um, that you need to worry about other, you need to worry about yourself before you worry about other people, basically. So it has stories, it has resources, education, to help people in the helping profession become better helpers and to live their best lives possible because I see it a lot in our helping professions that we don't really take care of ourselves because we're too busy helping others. So, you know, first responders, nurses, doctors, um, mental health clinicians, veterans, active duty military, um, 911 dispatchers, it's for anybody who really takes care of other people and learning more about how to take care of yourself first. Which is so absolutely needed because the people who are in that helper role are so busy taking care of others and not taking care of them first. And so you're definitely on to something. That's why I pushed you to do the podcast. And like this needs to get out there because no one's doing this. And I've been working really closely with the group um, in San Diego where you are. Uh, of veterans that are amazing, that are working with um, others that are trying to do an outreach. So you'll see if you go back and listen, September, we dedicated to uh, preventing veteran suicide because veterans are one of, you know, one of our um, first helpers on the first line, on the front lines, um, defending our country. We've extended it because we got so much of a really good response that we are still interviewing veterans and listening to their stories. But we also have big plans to um, we're working on a uh, motivational rise up theme for our upcoming months, where we want to talk to people who have had negative experiences or trauma, but have been able to rise above and create something to help others um, out of that. So we're, we're looking for those stories of people who've, who've risen up and have able to climb out of whatever it is that they got into to make something helpful or beautiful for other people. Hmm, that's so beautiful. That's awesome that you're doing that. So you can find Erin's podcast at your oxygen mask first.com. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for opening up with uh my listeners and sharing some, you know, not easy things, some vulnerable things to help anyone who is curious about working with me, and what it's like. So I really appreciate you being so brave and being willing to do this. Well, and thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you offering this opportunity to talk about it. I think it's a, a great way to um, further my healing, and to be able to express it to other people and encourage other people to try it because you've got nothing to lose. It really can't hurt you, and it has made you know the world of difference for me. So why not? And if you guys. If anybody has any questions about working with Amy or about RTT from the client side, you can email me um, at erin at first.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Erin. All right. Well, have a great night and thank you again. So if this episode made you just a little bit curious and intrigued about what it's like to work with me, then I have incredible exciting news for you. So I am creating a six week experience and you're going to get a full group RTT session just like how Aaron explained what it's like. And you're gonna get an opportunity if you choose to do this six week experience with me to get your own personal two hour RTT session at the lowest I've ever charged Ever. because I know that the people that join the six-week online experience are going to be exactly the right aligned people for what I am wanting to do and I'm stretching myself big time. I know there's a couple of things that you're guaranteed to get like live Q&As, live trainings, the live group RTT session, two subconscious rewiring recordings that you're going to get forever to use. And the best part and the most exciting part for me is, and I don't know what else is gonna come up. It's gonna be completely up to the people that are aligned to be in this founding group. This is going to be an application only group. So I wanna make sure that all of these founding members that are joining me on this six week experience are exactly in the right place at the right time and it's going to be offered at a low low fee for the founding members it's going to be 497 dollars, and if you've actually been a client of mine then you're getting a hundred dollars off and it'll be 397 so if you are interested in shattering those bs beliefs and willing to do it with a group support you're excited about it if you want to apply you can go to nobstherapy.com backslash application. And I'll put it in the show notes as well for the link. And I'm so freaking excited for this because I know I'm being stretched to a whole different level. So the deadline for your application is Wednesday, February 13th by midnight Pacific Standard Time. So again, if you are called to fill out the application, it's nobstherapy.com backslash application. And I can't wait to see what you write and see who all joins me on this experience. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope that you were able to shatter some of those BS beliefs. Please share this podcast with anyone that you think it will resonate with. And leave me a comment or send me a voice message so I can have a Q&A with your questions. And if for some reason you still have those pesky BS beliefs, go to nobstherapy.com and send me a message. I love helping people get to the root cause of their BS beliefs so you no longer have to have them anymore. And you can go on being the empowering person with the amazing life that you were meant to have. See you next time.